from Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 470. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by the one and only Brad Drolog Dowdy. <laughs> I feel like, uh, I, well, number one, hi, Mike, how are hi. you? Uh, I'm super good. N- number two, I feel like we need to do, we have an F1 thing, like, pending right with all the like the advertisements like the uh you know the the gear the names across the back oh, across the forehead we want to get know, like you want to get the brand companies printed on you like when yeah, you're yeah, streaming yeah. and stuff yeah 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 that's a good you idea know, you know uh but you know i i just i have a lot of the things now and we're going to talk about a lot of the things now this is going to be an interesting episode i i'm interested to see where this episode goes there is a a ton of topics to talk about here but first i want to talk about your topic or at Mm -hmm. least one of your topics and this is a follow-up from our conversation about andrew's post on the pin attic yep about stack nibs so we made a point to go over that post because i thought it was super interesting and i wanted everyone to see that and you and i talked just even on the show just like you know, I don't think these are necessarily for me, but I could kind of see you, Mike, mm-hmm. maybe like you don't need like five of these, but I could see Mike like one of these working for Mike. And mm-hmm. what what has happened? Has, has anything happened since this aired? So I mentioned that I wouldn't just buy one because I feel mm-hmm. like it's something I would need to try and we need to understand like the characteristics of the various types of stack nibs and that kind of stuff. I had a kind benefactor, I'll say. Uh, they will, I think, remain nameless for the time being because I didn't mm-hmm, mention mm-hmm. to them that we would talk about it today, who has offered to send me a variety of stacked nibs for me to try what? out with the possibility of, if I like any of them, being able to, to purchase one. Um, and I believe that these will be best intended to work with platinum nibs, but oh, could okay. also work platinum pens. But could also work with Joe. Like there, there'll be an adapter, I believe. Uh-huh. So I'm really intrigued. My plan here, my hope is, I will find one that I really like, and then I want to put it on my um, 3776 uh, Galaxy Starlight. That's kind of perfect. That's the hope. Like, because you, know, you know, there is the issue of like, will the pen cap even go on anymore? Who knows? But that's, <laughs> right, right. I know I have some pens that take Joe nibs where it would definitely fit no matter what, right? Like, mm-hmm. I could use one of my Canaleas really easily, I bet, and it wouldn't be a problem because they're, they're, they're bigger. Um, but yeah, so that we're going to see. I'm going to, they'll be coming to me. I, I don't know when, but in the not too distant future. So we can look out for that. Mike will be having his own virtual pen show with stack nibs. I'm excited for you. I think this is I cool. Am too. Yeah, I am just because I am really interested in what you think. Like it, it may not work. Like that's fully like mm-hmm. on the table. It may not work, but I think for you, I at least think it's an option, and I think it's interesting. So, uh, and and plus, I'm interested to see what you get and to get your thoughts about it. So mm-hmm. we will explore that. You know, a few weeks from now, a month yep. from now, whenever it happens, and everything gets all sorted, you get time to play play around and we will we will revisit that and i i can't wait to get your feedback on, on what you're using i'm i'm worried about this potential rabbit hole you know <laughs> that's my concern yeah yeah could be a thing but i i'm just interested for you to like get one in your hands and like visually see one even yep. before using them i was like i, I want to know what this is all about so i had some follow-up yeah. as well kind of on the the opposite end of the spectrum then stack nibs the amount of ruler content i received at hello at penaddict.com since our last episode has blown me away people really take their rulers seriously hmm. like very serious ruler uh emails and i appreciate all of them it was fantastic so um, a couple of my takeaways. Number one, I need to understand the differences between like the architecture scales and the engineering scales and the rulers, right? The scales are meant in a literal sense to scale down your drawings, right? To have a, you know, one twentieth representation of like the thing you're drawing, and that's why it's called a scale. It will help you set the scale for you know, actual legitimate drawing. So that's, that's one. Number two is apparently 
I need, um, <laughs> I need a, um, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, the, the, sorry, I was, I was not reading my, my document. I need yeah. a hinged ruler, Mike. Okay. The hinged ruler stands came out in force. They're like, Brad, you're doing it all wrong. You, what you need is a hinged ruler. Do you know what I mean when I say a hinged ruler? Yeah, it's like two 15-centimeter rulers that have a hinge in the middle so you can turn yeah. it from 15 to 30, right? Yeah, like I'm super aware of those. We, you might have even mentioned them last I week. I used them in school. I mean, here's my thing about hinged rulers. Mm. They're not as visually pleasing as some of the regular mm-hmm. rulers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm going to have to figure that out. Yeah. On my own because that was the overwhelming huh. feedback was okay. that's the way to go get one of the hinge rulers and um, you know figure figure it out from there. Until then, I had already ordered a couple. I got two of them in. Well, I got a few more than two of them in. But I the first one I opened up yesterday was the Traveler's Brass Ruler, which I think mm-hmm. I mentioned in the show. I'm using that one right now. It's literally in my hands. I keep it on my desk. I used it several times yesterday. It's kind of cool. It's kind of working for how I'm thinking I'm going to use my ruler with my new planner. That's where this all came about, mm-hmm. if you're not up to date on episodes. And then the second one is the High Tide Clip Ruler, which actually clips inside the planner. Mm-hmm. So I don't know which way... I'm going to go yet mm. for these type of rulers, but apparently before I make any decisions, I need to test out a hinged ruler and uh, I will, I will do some, I'll do a ruler roundup. I don't think you need a 30 centimeter ruler. Why do you, why would you want a hinged ruler? You clearly only need 15. My email yelled at me, Mike. I mean, I understand like, I don't know, hinged ruler stands, like love hinged rulers, <laughs> but like, I don't think you need. I think maybe I'm potentially more in the in the market for a hinge ruler potentially because I want a thirty centimeter ruler. But that what yeah. I want is a really nice looking thirty centimeter ruler, you know. But it yeah. seems like all the good looking ones are fifteen. I just have this black plastic thing. You know, yeah. I want like well, a nice yeah. brass ruler. Although a thirty centimeter brass ruler, I might not even be able to lift it off the table. That's <laughs> 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 so a weapon. All right, so so the task is in in front of the people now. We need a fancy thirty centimeter ruler because, mm-hmm. like, I I'm using fifteens. Fifteens exactly the perfect size for an A five notebook, right? It'll fit inside of it without going, you know, past the cover, um, past the cover length. So, yeah, and it, it's 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 everything I need as far as like the the size goes. But uh, Mike needs a thirty, a non hinged fancy thirty centimeter ruler. Let's make that happen, chat. That's that's the next that's the next uh, ruler bits I want to see uh, land in my inbox. So make it happen. All right, let's take our first break and thank Pen Chalet for their support of this week's episode. They sell all of the products that you're looking for from all of your favorite brands. If you want a rollable fountain pen, ballpoint mechanical pencil, if you want to shop with Lamy, Sailor, Kaveco, Pilot, or many more, it doesn't matter. Pen Chalet have the products you're looking for, and they're an authorized dealer. They also have a bunch of extras as well. So, you know, your accessories, your inks. Maybe you're looking for some paper, like Pen Chalet's got it. They have fast and reliable customer service. They run discounts twice a month, so you can always find things with good prices at Pen Chalet. But of course, they have special deals for Pen Addict listeners. You can get free shipping on orders of over $50 in the United States, but they also sell internationally with very reasonable shipping rates. Pen Chalet has low prices on high-quality pens, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. They want you to be happy. So I'm going to make sure that you will be. Go to penchalet.com. That's P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website. You want to enter the password penaddict and you'll get the code that you need to save 10% at any time at anything on Pen Chalet. And also you'll get your hands on some of the special offers that Pen Chalet have for Penaddict listeners, including what do we have, Brad? Did you hear me? <laughs> I, did I was hear surprised. You. I was surprised when I when I hit the page. The first thing that pops on the page is the Cross Towns and Fountain Pen. The price is crazy good. Um, that was like a huge surprise. Um, I bought the Cross ATX that's listed below it. If you buy the Cross Townsend, make sure it ships with a Cross Converter. My Cross ATX did not, and I keep forgetting to order one. I might be able to solve that as I scroll down the list because there's something in here for me and it's going to be a problem and you'll know why when we do the rest of this show. But before I even get to that, the SDOS Sparkle 
Um, two Ooh, of the colors are for sale: the garnet and the tanzanite, which those don't normally go on sale like this. That so that's a good one, price. The good garnet is garnet the red one. Yes, that's beautiful color with oh, the gold. Oh my god, that's yep. so good. <sighs> and then Mike, we have the Visconti Homo sapiens lava in white oh. with an extra fine nib. Oh, that looks nice. And they also have the Visconti. Uh, Visconti Homo Sapiens demo stones. Mm-hmm. How it's okay. Like I, I know we talk about this a lot, right? And you mm-hmm. might think, "Oh, come on, they're just being nice." I don't understand how Ron is selling these pens at these prices. We won't say the prices. You got to go see him yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how they're this price. Kind <laughs> of incredible for these pens. I think. Yeah, I am. I mean. I'm on my cart page. Mm, of course you are. <laughs> but I just bought a pen, Mike. Mm-hmm. I just bought a pen. And like, I, I'm i a little bit. I That's the one I've been wanting. And it's on sale. <laughs> the lava it's one. It's my nib size. Yeah, yeah. The, it the is. White. Look, I'm not the biggest fan, right? People know that. Sure. I yeah, think yeah, this yeah. is a beautiful pen. All right. Hang on a second. It's very stormtrooper-y. Yeah, too. it's got that kind of vibe to it. How about you do what you're doing, and I will tell yeah. our listeners to go to penchalay.com, click the podcast. There's even more on the page. There's even more on the page. Enter the password pen addict, and you can see these incredible deals—the kinds of deals that make Brad cry. Thank you so much to Penchalay for their support of this show and Relay FM. And submit. Oh, you, you get it. Well, how about... I'm about to do a pen sale. I'm about to do a pen sale because yeah. I bought a very expensive pen and I can't afford all these pens without selling other pens. What does a pen sale look like for you? We're going to talk about the pen that's an that entire you need. That's an entire show. We should right, do that okay. next week. All right, great. Like, it's I'm, literally I'm an entire show. I'm intrigued to know. So next week we can talk about that then, what, what it takes for Brad to sell some pens. Because I think we're in a similar boat with this kind of stuff of like... Uh, I definitely never want to just do one at a time. Right. That's exactly right. That's very much at the top of the list of the topics that we would discuss mm-hmm. for for selling pens. So let's. I'll, I'll do that next week. I will right. um, because I'm gonna have to get. <laughs> since I just bought this, I'm really in the hole now. I need to. <laughs> I need to uh, recoup quickly, so I will get this done well, sooner than later. So we might be able to get you out of that hole a little bit, Brad Dowdy, mm-hmm. or something else. What's that? I received a package a couple of days ago Ooh. from uh, our friends at Ajoto. Uh, Ajoto, mm. they made the like the Ajoto pen. It was one of the first pens many years ago. I think it was a Kickstarter that used the Schmidt refill that's found in the Retro Fifty One. So you know, like before the Mark One, before the Squire, you know, before all of those pens, Ajoto was on the scene, and I believe they're based in Scotland. Is that right? Uh no, Manchester. Manchester, sorry, so it's all yeah. up north to me. I really apologize yeah. to everybody. That's, who that's pretty much like South Scotland, right? That's like you Southern know who Scotland. I'm, you know, I've just mixed them up in my mind with Namisu. Hmm. They're in Scotland, so I apologize okay. to everybody involved. There was a reason, but no, Ajoto. <laughs> I know that they're in this country, but I couldn't remember where. So you're they're, very they're, much going to get uh, commentary on. that. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. I, I, it it's. See, like, that's already happened in the Discord. People are upset at me. Yeah, look, look, I'm a Londoner, all right? We all know about Londoners. Londoners only know about London, and everything's up north to a Londoner, all right? I've said it. Okay, we can all move on. Chat, do not lump me me into this. (laughs) Look, Manchester is far from Scotland, but it's closer to Scotland than I am, all right? Just leave me alone. We've been there. We've done it, okay? It's over, finished, roasted, done. Okay, so, uh, but they made beautiful. I I don't remember if they if the pen has a name anymore. If it's just the Ajoto pen, it used to be just the Ajoto pen, and that's a great question. I think it's still just the Ajoto pen, and then they elaborate on that concept yeah, with they've really materials, kind of stuck to it, which paint. I actually really appreciate that they they they, they, mm-hmm. they haven't like. Oh, here's the other pen that we make. You know, like it's this is the pen we make, and we're going to do it in a bunch of different materials, a bunch of different styles, that kind of thing. But right. we've respected them for a long time. Really great. Like we we used these for years and still and have continued to. I received a package, and mm-hmm. which was uh, I didn't know it was coming, but <laughs> as soon as it arrived, I knew what it was, which is the Pen Addict Ajoto Edition. 
Uh, I got this beautiful packaging, which is uh, orange with these black spots all over it. And it's, you know, I, it's like a little sleeve you take off and there's cork and everything. Uh, and it, I have it here. And funnily enough, I had mine before you did. I got, also got another yeah. little note from the Ajoto folk. Um, so thank you to them. But yeah, this is the... You unboxed one as well, right? Because you just got yours too. Yeah. So I got mine, I think the day... Uh, a day or two after you got yours, mine came pretty quick, but mm-hmm. I was holding mine because I wanted to unbox them on stream. I like to do that, you know, if I get the chance to kind of share it with other people as I go through, like, get my first impressions of the thing. And I wasn't in a super hurry because, number one, I knew you got it. And number two, like, I literally worked on this project for months, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I know what it looks like when I get here, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be killer. So, like, I had the patience to be able to do it. Um, what this project was about was me asking a Johto, could we do a cool pin attic version of their pin, which I'm so fond of. Like I rave about the Ajoto. It's just one of those pins that really gets me in like what I like in products. You know, it's simplicity, it's refinement, it's beauty, it's quality. It's, it's just kind of everything that I like, you know, it's from a small maker that, you know, you get to talk to them and as they've grown, they started to expand, as I was saying before, they started to expand materials, right? They made ebonite pens. And then they started to do different types of finishes on the pens, be it in this case, like a paint splatter um, type of finish. But it's a little bit you know, more refined than just like slapping paint on there, even though that's what it looks like. It's a real process to get this done. And so they were cool enough to work with me and like I appreciated that because you know I'm not I would never be like a huge customer right like we settled on 20 pins I have 10 orange with black splatter and I have 10 black with orange splatter and Mike and I each got a different one I of course wanted the orange that was where the project started then Mm -hmm. they're like you know we could do like reverse it and do a black too I was like you know I think people probably like the black better just you know black always does well with the orange uh splatter on it so what do you think about the pen oh you know I I, I mean I already told you (laughs) I absolutely adore it so it's it's a black pen with like it looks like you know if you put orange paint on a paintbrush and flick the Mm -hmm. paintbrush you yep. know, it's that kind of splatter effect. Um, I don't know exactly. I don't know how they're making it. Is this Cerakote? Do you know? It's not Cerakote, but okay. I know it's a. It's it's like a involved process, right? Because there's not a as, texture to it, which yes. I was not expecting, and I love that it's there. Like, so you put can it this feel way. the splatter. Yeah, like the process is detailed enough that they actually like rejected the first batch that they did. Mm -hmm. Like this is like, I I don't know all the details on how it ends up in this state, but it's more than just, Hey, let's do some black pens and throw some stuff on it. It's like a, it's, it's a longer involved process. So, and it's super great. I mean, like, so the Ajoto Mm -hmm. pen itself is really amazing. So one of the things that's interesting about it compared to other pens, which I had to get used to for a bit, because I've been used to using my Mark one for a while, that Mm -hmm. the Ajoto is both thinner and longer then mm-hmm. the, other pens like it. And it's because they use a twist mechanism rather than a click mechanism, which I think requires more space in the pen. But it is the, what I like about it is that even though it is longer, the thinness of the pen, just how thin it is in the hand, just makes it really comfortable to hold. Like it makes an overall really balanced package, um, especially because the mechanism they have is very simple. It's like a twisting mechanism, but it's quite solid, right? So there could be some weight to that, but they've done such a good job of balancing it. You know, is it, They really know what they're doing. This is a very refined pen. You know, They've been making this pen for years, and I think that they have gotten it down to a real science. Uh, but this, this uh, texture and this design, I absolutely adore it. Um, yeah, since I have a ruler here, Mike, I yeah. was able to measure the difference between the Mark One and the Ajoto, and it's about three quarters of a centimeter. So, yep. you know, it's a when you're a, a an avid pen user, you notice those things like that. That may mm-hmm. sound like not a big dimension at all, but you notice it immediately. Yep. Like I know Mike noticed it immediately when he he grabbed it. So yeah, um, yeah, it's just great. So like you mentioned, the twist. 
mechanism. This is something that they designed. You know, they designed and refined this twist mechanism over the couple of years. They changed it from their original Kickstarter to like their next batch of pins, and they just keep working on this refinement. And they get all the little details right, and it's extremely work-intensive process to get these pins made. In the end, for what is a simple pin, and that's what you know attracted to me the me to them in the beginning when they just had this simple brass pin right you look at it you go wow that's really basic and you get it and you realize this isn't basic at all because of the attention to detail that ajoto puts into mm-hmm. each pin um you can see that in the packaging of this box oh, uh, so i mean good. of this pen so like it's just detailed and and like every little piece works together and there's like a little sneaky engraving on the twist mechanism. Yep. If you remove it, it's got the um, a Jodo X pin addict, you know, on there that you you can't see when you're writing. But if you unscrew <laughs> unscrew the twist mechanism, it's all these little details in it. And I'm it came out great. I'm loving it. I have my orange one. Mike has his black one. So like I said, I ordered 20 of these just to see, just kind of feel it out because these are very expensive pins. I don't want to sugarcoat that um i feel that they're worth it obviously i've been a fan for them for since their kickstarter launch which i don't know that's got to be like five years now four years and you know the the price makes sense to me but it's it doesn't make sense to a lot of people oh, and we haven't said it, by the way it's really this is, look in case you hadn't guessed by the way we're talking about this this pen's really expensive yeah you know, yeah, it's, yeah it's it's not a cheap pen uh it's you know the materials alone are uh, you know the way it's made. It's made in a in a really, as we say, a particular way. It's expensive, and then the the fact that it's got the special finish on it, and it's a limited edition, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So uh, we haven't. It's said a the time. Price, but, you know, just understand that that's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to say the price, but uh-huh. it's it's a I know. it's a time process that goes into the cost of this, as opposed to necessarily a raw materials process. You know, same thing with like a Nakaya, right? I'm not relating the two, but you're like, why is a Nakaya so expensive? It's just this simple black pen. I was like, well, there's the time is, is what you're, you're really, you know, paying for in a lot of these cases where there's so much detail and mm-hmm. so much perfection that's required for the end result. So um, price, these are going to retail for $320. Panatic members are going to get first crack at this batch of 20. And Panatic members, as a benefit for being a member, they get 25% off. So in the end, it's $240, which I think is uh, a great price for this pen. Obviously, I, I'm making it and I accepted all the things <laughs> for it. And I guess I keep saying 20. We really only have 18 because me and Mike each have one. Oopsies. And we I feel like can I owe make you more. some money, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that we'll put that on the tab. Yep. Um but there's only 18 of them, nine of each color and while yes it's limited just in the amount that I can get, like there will be more. Like if there's if people want these, we'll, we'll make some more. So, you know, I know it's it's not a um you know, just a quick purchase, spending that kind of money on a pen. So don't worry if you eventually want one of these, we will have them because I can just make another batch and I would be happy to do it because I love this company. I love this pen. I think this is a great product and I, I want to have it around for a while. If that means, you like know, you should consider setting up like a wait list or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to work on that, uh, imminently. Um, we're probably going to do, like uh, um, a raffle is the wrong term, but we're going to do like random names for the first batch to be able to order them. And then I'll go ahead. If that goes well and like the feedback's good, I'll just go ahead and get a, a second order in with a Jodo. And so how, we'll get how the second order faster. Them, so how, how what is going to be the process for, for getting one? They will eventually be on the Panatic website in the yep. shop. Um, right now they're not up yet. Um, but I do have all the photography and, and all the specs and all that to put up there. So I will probably launch them to Panatic members um, this weekend, set up the yep. the kind of uh, wait list raffle type of situation just to make sure everyone has a fair chance if they want to buy it. So, yeah, Sweet. Um, it's uh, I'm excited about it. I'm using it constantly. I, I don't know. I love it. I'm an Ajoto fan. So that's just kind of how it works. I, I make... I like to make the things that I like to use, and this is one of those products. This is a very good project. I know that you've been mm-hmm. working on it. It's come out really well. Yep. 
Yep. So uh, we put in all that work knowing that the next time we do it, we can do it a lot faster. We went mm-hmm. through a lot to get these done. To get these 20 pins done, it took us four months, five months. Yeah. yeah. It took a while. So well worth the wait. Talking about waiting. <laughs> on Andrew boy. So I saw this on Instagram. You Big have boy. five Drillog pens? Yeah. <laughs> so we... <laughs> This cracks me up. So we talk about Drillog obviously a lot because I am obsessed with this product, right? We've I've been very clear as to why. Like this is a Brad product. This is maybe not a product for everybody. And, you know, to kind of rewind quickly for people who may just be listening for the first time, Drillog got in touch. They the pins were available only in Japan, so I never um went through the um, the routine to to get one, mm-hmm. and I just bided my time. And Drillog said, "Hey, we're going to do a Kickstarter for you know other markets, so we can sell these outside of Japan." I'm like, "Okay, great! I I can't wait. This is awesome. I love it." And then they were like, "Well, can we send you, um, you know, one of our products or our products to check out?" And I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." You know, they said they want to give me an early look before the Kickstarter, and I said, "Yeah, please do. Here's my address." They sent me literally one of everything, <laughs> Mike. So <laughs> I was not expecting this. So not only do I have the upcoming Kickstarter pin, which is just for a singular model, I have the pins that launched with Drillog. You know, there is a, um, you know, there's the basic classic, which is just kind of a straight, a smooth barrel, classic barrel. Mm-hmm. There's the Mirage barrel, which if we'll put the link into Drillog on the site. This is kind of like the circular cutout barrel there is a classic spiral barrel which as you can imagine is kind of like an exterior spiral twist going on these are all machined pins um either out of um aluminum or stainless steel and then there's a twin spiral which has is a double-ended drill log with a little spiral section in the middle so um, and then the the kickstarter one is going to be the classic barrel and then they have like the rainbow of colors right anodization blue green blue green yellow like the cylinder one that's at the bottom of your image basically Yes, the, the cylinder one, and I got the orange one. So this is yep. the amber orange from the Kickstarter. It looks a bit goldy in the in the image that so you posted we'll, on Instagram. Yeah, so we'll talk about this until the cows come home, and we've talked about this with Spoke and, and everything. Orange is one of the single hardest anodizations to get. Right. color accurate okay um this one's this one's pretty good this is this is in my hands it's more orange and it always shows up in the pictures more gold than it okay. does it's hard cool. not only is it hard to make it is hard to photograph so i feel like they they executed on the orange as as well as you could for an anodization as someone who has gone through this process before okay. stuff so with those pen barrels you need a pen nib so that's what Drillog is really all about it's these metal engineered dip nibs for fountain pen ink necessarily not necessarily just that but you know any dip type of ink you could use you know any type of artist ink anything you want to have a dip nib for to put the nib in an ink bottle or an ink pot and write on paper but the difference with these is they are very fine tipped so it's a metal tip and the two tip sizes they make right now are 0.8 millimeter and 0.5 millimeter and they sent me both of those too so i have just about every combination of drill log you could have and i love them for what they are so i don't know how much i can explain even just on the podcast but I'll, i'll try to do my best so let's just let's just take out the barrels for right now and just focus on the nibs so you have a 0.8 and a 0.5 obviously the 0.8 is wider it gives a wider line than the 0.5 and i tested the 0.8 first it went really well it's good it's like a you know like a 0.7 to a 1.0 millimeter gel ink line you know like that type of width with that line and the ink the way the nibs are designed right since they're metal they had to figure out a way for this ink to stay on the nib to give you a good enough writing experience to not have to be constantly dipping back and forth, right? You 
want to dip the pen and then you want to write a decent amount and then redip. Like that's that's what it's for. It's not gonna you can't write forever with any dip nib. And they were but they're designed to hold ink. So what I would do as I was figuring this out, and I did this all on stream, just trying to figure it out um, with the viewers as we went, mm -hmm. that different inks matter, like the type of ink chemistry matters. Oh, yeah. Right? So there's, there's inks that roll off the metal, and there's inks that stick to the metal. And huh. we'll put we need to we need to put a link into Jacob uh Food A fans blog post about this. Okay. And he lists like uh viscosity and surface tension measurements. Um I didn't get that detailed because my brain can't comprehend those things. Yeah, I found it. He, he but wrote, he discusses yeah. how these types of ink properties, how they work on this metal dip nib as opposed to like a glass dip nib. Huh. And there's different types of inks that work better. Okay. So that's part of the process. Right. So that was, that's cool. I think that's cool. Right. It's, it's, I think with a glass dip nib, it's more, at least from what I experience, it's more universal. Like any, I haven't noticed an ink being that much different in the glass dip nib okay. with the metal nib of the drill log. I do notice a little bit difference. Like, Oh, I wrote less lines with this type of ink than I wrote with this different type of ink, right? So it seems like with some inks, the pen, like the grooves or whatever, kind of hold on to the ink more. It's not, it's not pushing it all through. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So to continue that holding on to the ink point, you can get to a point where there's still ink held on the nib, but it's let's just for lack of a better term, it's not flowing. Yeah from the nib point so you're writing you're writing you're writing and then all of yep. a sudden it's dry but you look at the nib and you say hey i still see blue all in here but if you twist the nib like in a clockwise fashion it starts to like gravity starts to pull the ink down into the slots and you just kind of you can get more lines out of that like i you i had to figure all this out as i was going um it's not like a glass in the dip nib where it's like you dip it you write you're done you dip it again this mm -hmm. one actually is it i mean it's generally similar right the idea is this similar but i could actually get more writing you know with just a little turn in my hand as i go because of the way these spirals are cut in here they're holding the ink but sometimes they need a little help to get down to the point of the nib i vastly preferred the 0.5 nib size over the 0.8 um that's a me thing right that's mm -hmm. me wanting to write with a pilot high-tech c 0.4 millimeter dip nib mm -hmm. is what that gets me mm -hmm. which to me that's like the sexiest thing anyone could ever say to me right oh, like boy. that is what i want when i'm writing like okay. i want that and now i have this metal nib that i can uh get any ink color in any ink bottle and dip it and write right away with it. What do you think? Did you try the point eight? Yo, yeah, yeah. I tried it a bunch first. And it's it's just that I think that will be the most popular because it puts the most ink on the page. Right. Right. A lot of times dip nibs Like you think I could get along with that? Oh yeah. Okay. Easily. You would absolutely get along. Awesome. You would not I would not recommend the O five to you. No. No, that wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> I, I knew that. I knew that going. It's interesting, like this is gonna be one of those things where you have to experiment with. But honestly, I feel like the majority of people that would buy this pen, unless it explodes, which it actually has the opportunity to, I think. Mm -hmm. Um I think if you're if you're a pen person it will be fun to experiment and see what works, you know, like mm -hmm. ink wise, like which of the inks that you have are going to work. Because this is the thing, like we can look at J what Jacob is saying and you can see like, you know, the viscosity, but who knows the viscosity levels of all the inks that they own? Jacob does. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, no, but that's I, why we're going to link is, that article surely this is one of those this is something that jacob looked up right like he did he, he was, did he, he references was trying that. it out and was noticing oh some inks work better than others let me see if i can try and work this out but you know what i mean like because the ink that you have in the bottles they don't print that information on the bottle right. so it's just one of those things where i think it will be a fun thing to play around with and see which inks work which don't which provide the right experience but for me this like what I see this pen for for myself personally is like this is the ink testing pen. 
Yes. Because I, as I said before, I am not a fan of swatching. <laughs> this was literally coming out of my mouth. Okay. You said it correctly. This is an ink testing pen, not an ink swatching pen. They are mm-hmm. two different things, right? So a lot of times, you know, your ink swatches are for bigger, broader applications of ink on a paper. Your ink testing is, well, let me see what this color looks like in a style reminiscent to how I actually write on the mm-hmm. page. And that's where these 0.8 and 0.5 tip sizes, you know, I write like the 0.5 tip size. So I want to dip this nib into the ink with the 0.5 size. And then I see how I write. And I I was, I was really, really pleased with the 0.5. How how do you clean it in between? You run it on the water or something like what? Is there a quick way to clean it? Just water. So when I was testing them, I just had two bowls of water next to me. Or you could have like two little containers. And I'd basically have a dirty water and a clean water, right? So I'd, you know, I'd go, the first dip would be into the dirty water, like that had ink in it before, Mm -hmm. and rinse it in there. And that gets, you know, probably 90% of it off. And then I'd dip it in the clean water, and then I'd wipe it with a paper towel. And I specifically wiped it with a shop towel so I wouldn't get fibers on the nib Ooh, i would yeah. consider using like a microfiber cloth or a fiberless um um paper. like paper towel yeah. you know i wouldn't use like a traditional paper towel to that i i don't i wouldn't want fibers in yeah. these grooves yeah. at all and it's sharp enough it's not sharp enough to cut you but i think it's sharp enough to grab some fibers mm-hmm. and kind of have some residue there so I, I thought about that the first time I did it. I did it with the paper towel. I was like, "Oh, this probably isn't the best idea. Let me go grab a different towel to use." So, um, they don't. Ha- I don't know that they have any recommendations, but uh, that would be my recommendation. Mm. And uh, you know, they may add it. Let me get to two downsides, Mike. Okay. Um, the first one is very simple and very obvious. This is expensive, right? This is expensive for a niche product. So on the Kickstarter, it's going to be between what, like two hundred and twenty and two hundred and eighty dollars, I think, depending on because you have to. <laughs> <laughs> that was more than I was expecting you to say. <laughs> Hashtag a Jodo, baby. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, look, these it's the are engineering very beautiful. The it's I have no I, look. I understand it. But that was yeah. just, I, when you said it's expensive, I had a number in my mind, and then we're past <laughs> that number. It's the, it's the engineering and the nib, mm-hmm. I think, is very costly. Mm-hmm. And then they do a, a very nice job on the barrels, right? So sure. they're, they're, everything craftsmanship-wise and machining-wise yep. is, is perfect. Like, I have no, no knock on any mm-hmm. machining or fabrication of these pens. But they're very expensive. So, like, the early bird price is, like, 220-ish and like the full full freight price is like a, more like 280. That gets you one nib and then one standard barrel. Mm-hmm. The bigger consideration is that this is a short pin and on the Kickstarter that it fits my hand fine, but it, it's close to being almost too short because you don't grip on the nib, right? So if you look at the pictures we'll share, uh-huh. you have to grip above where the nib attaches to the barrel Mm -hmm. and you lose a lot of length i would like almost another i would like at least i'd love at least a quarter inch more on here and maybe more do you have anything you could give me as a comparison so when i looked at them on stream hang on i'm gonna uh my voice is gonna vanish real quick while i reach okay because I'm thinking, like, are we talking like Kaveco Sport size? Yes. Yeah. So or, I you know? grabbed. So let's see. <clears throat> How's the best way to do it? So a Kaveco Sport that is not capped, right? You're mm-hmm. not putting the barrel on the back of the pen to make it the full length pen, right? Mm-hmm. So an uncapped, it is about a centimeter shorter than the Drillog. It's about the same difference between the Mark One and the Ajoto for your specific so purposes. For me, if I'm holding the drill log where I'm supposed to hold it, mm-hmm. that's like a centimeter longer than if I held the Kaveco Sport uncapped with the yes. So that's basically yes. is is that's like a little bit smaller than a capped Kaveco Sport then, right? Because that doesn't add a lot of size when you cap it. Well, it I'm measuring it now. Capped, it's almost two centimeters longer. That's a that's a big difference. 
So capped, it clears like the back of my hand, right? Okay. So it's in between those, basically. So the drill log, when I grip it, it's like in the middle of the cusp of my hand. It does not clear okay. my hand. Does that make so, sense? Yeah, yeah. So basically, and I do not have, just for the record, I do not have big hands. I'd say it's just a standard medium sized right. hand. So it seems like really, if you can use an uncapped Kaveco, you'll be fine. Which I can yes. and do actually. Yes. I don't cap my whenever I use a Kaveco's board, I don't cap. But that's much smaller than I thought. That is much smaller than I thought, and I, and I get why, right? Because it mm-hmm. it would be super long. It might be weird, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, and I understand that like you're ho- not holding it in the same place. I, I remember when we came to this mm-hmm. discovery when after we first looked at these things, like oh no, the grip section is way higher, right? Which is also a right. thing of like you might not like the way this works right like i think i would i will struggle a little bit with where i need to hold it in relation to how far my fingers are away like i'm going to feel like i'm using a paintbrush rather than a pen right but i'm still into it because i just think it's a beautiful thing it's the same as like that price it's expensive but i do i want one of these it's like a piece of jewelry right so like i was concerned about the distance from my grip to the nib on the page, right? Yep. And I was actually, I was okay with that. The bigger issue is going to be just the barrel length. And what's funny to me in their design choices, so they have this double-ended one, right, that they Mm -hmm. sent me, right? So you can actually, this is not, so what the pen I was talking about is the Kickstarter pen. This is the only model on the Kickstarter pen. It's called the Classic. So outside of that, on the regular drill log site, so they sent me one called the twin spiral right and it's where you could put like the 0.5 nib on one side of the pen and the 0.8 nib on the other side of the pen so if you look at that barrel closely they actually allow for a posting on the back side of the pen and it makes it the perfect length and i don't know why that didn't convert over into this classic barrel because it's the same barrel shape if they had that it would be like for me we're getting into like no-brainer territory because it's a good length um without that posting so the cap does not post anywhere at all it's not doesn't screw on it doesn't there's no magnet nothing um it's it's short and that i think that's going to be an issue for some people yeah, I don't know why they didn't do posting. Yeah, so if you look at the pictures yeah, of the twin it. spiral, there's it's like a, a, a it, it's like a two line groove on the back. I I'm a little bit confused of why that didn't translate into this pin, knowing that it's defi- it's definitively short. I mean, like it's, the, the only thing I can imagine for why they might not have done it is it doesn't look as nice. I agree. I mean, I agree completely. But I think you're going to get more pushback on the length than you would say, hey, that doesn't really look great. Yeah. Right? That balance of feedback um, I think is different. But Mm -hmm. again, it fits for me. I think it's not going to fit for a lot of people until they make a longer barrel. Visually, of all the ones that you have, my favorite Mm -hmm. is the double. I think that that is like spot on visually for me. Yep, that is the best one. Because um, what I it would also cost like, the... it shows you exactly where to hold it. Right. And that spiral um, is actually a pretty decent grip. I have a traditional uh-huh. grip. My fingers fit in those grooves uh-huh. to where it, it doesn't feel weird. It feels right. normal. Um, that's the one I recommend. It would end up being the most expensive because you'd have to double up on the nibs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the nibs are, are expensive on their own. So that's my favorite out of the bunch. The If we're going to talk about the standard drill log offerings, I wanted to like the Mirage so much. That's the blue kind of disc one. It is, it's just not comfortable to write with. I, like, I couldn't recommend this um, to almost anyone. Like You would have to be really really particularly in love with this barrel because it's not comfortable to write with with those grooves it, it looks so cool it, i want it to be the best it is it's not. gotta feel terrible <laughs> yeah it looks so cool like it's it gonna does. look great on a desk yep. but i can't imagine there being a comfortable way to hold that pen <laughs> no it's like because the, uh, the, di- kinda... the disc edges aren't rounded like i yeah. wouldn't say they're sharp, sharp. but they're they're sharp-ish 
Yeah, yeah. That that one doesn't look so good to me in that sense. Looks, I mean, like, looks great, but like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Mm. So, <laughs> um, I, I'll, I, I still have a lot more testing. I'll, I'll post some more Instagram pictures if y'all want to see something in particular about these drill logs. I mean, it's gonna launch. Uh, did we even mention that? So it launches tomorrow. So at 2100 Tokyo time, which if my math is correct, that's 8 a.m. Eastern U.S. time. So that'll be a little afternoon your time, Mike, and yep. then pretty early for our, our West 15th, Coast listeners in the U.S. 15th of July. So tomorrow, yes. So it is launching tomorrow. The early, this is one of those times where the early birds actually does make a pretty significant price difference. It's yep based on what I can see in the preview of the uh, campaign. I, I'm going to back it. I, I'm, I'm going to support them and get another one. I, because I want this I want this to continue to grow, right? They're just starting. And even though they've, they've sent me <laughs> they've sent me five barrels and two nibs, I'm totally giving them my money for another one because I want them to succeed. Like, mm-hmm. I want this to be a thing. And it's just going to be a very particular product. Like, I think people will get them and go, oh, you know what? That didn't really work for me. Or, oh, I didn't like it. And then there's going to some be some people like myself that now have an 05 millimeter dip nib that's just fascinating for me. And I just, I just adore it. All right. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Squarespace, the all-in-one platform to help you build your online presence and run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace have got you covered by really being a truly all-in-one solution for everything you want to do online. Whether you have a big idea you want to turn into a new website, whether you want to showcase your work, your artwork of incredible portfolio designs, maybe publish your next blog post, promote your business, announce an event, whatever it is you want to do, Squarespace has everything you need to create that beautiful and modern website. You start with one of their professionally designed templates, use drag and drop tools to make it feel like your own, you customize the look, the feel, the settings, the way things work even the products that you have on sale in just a few clicks and everything is optimized for any screen size so your content is going to automatically adjust no matter which device people are coming to your website from squarespace really do combine cutting edge design with world-class engineering to make it easier than ever to establish your home online and make your ideas a reality there's nothing to patch or upgrade you get free unlimited hosting top of the line security and dependable resources they have a 24 7 customer support team they have seo tools, email marketing tools, and you can even grab a unique domain name as well. Both me and Brad have been Squarespace customers for like 10 years each. <laughs> they're so dependable. And they're, and also, like Squarespace looks and feels so different to how it was when we started. Like They move with the times and they add the features you're going to need, right? Like when e-commerce was becoming a thing that just people could do for themselves, they created the commerce platform, which now is what is where you can enable a store on your Squarespace site. It's all so awesome, so easy to use, and it really does help and make sense. So go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required. You can build your whole website. And then when you're ready to launch it to the world, use the offer code penaddict and you'll save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash penaddict. And then when you sign up, use the code penaddict for 10% of your first purchase and to show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. I feel like we're about to start the show at the beginning all over again. Yeah, so you bought a pen, huh? <laughs> yeah, and there's like there's like two huge topics we haven't covered, and we've covered some huge topics today. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I did a thing, Mike. What and... happened here? <laughs> oh, so many justifications are about to happen, Mike, okay. to, to tell you to explain to you what happened. Into it. Um, I I love Nikias, right? Oh, okay. I am I am. In the stage of my pen library of refinement and really narrowing down the most favorite pens that I want to use on a regular basis because I have too many pens to use them all in any type of reasonable time frame based on how I write and how mm-hmm. I use products. So, and I do not like having products sitting unused that I've spent money on, right? I use everything I get. You know, price doesn't matter um, on 
you know, whether I'm deciding to use a pen or not. I don't have a museum. I have a library where I check mm-hmm. things out and I ink them up mm-hmm. and I use them. Nakai oh, I love that analogy, Brad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. good. That's, that's what I've been using for a while. I settled on that like a while ago. I don't, I, like I don't, that. you don't say it out loud because it sounds kind of weird when you say it out loud. But yeah, that, that's my term as opposed to collection. I don't feel like I have a collection. Yeah. I feel like I have a library. I may have stolen that from Anthony at UK Fountain Pens. I'll have to remember when I wrote it up. Uh, one time for the members. It was, it's was. it been well over a year ago. But mm-hmm. anyway, library is the phrase that I, I stuck on. I like it. And right now, the there are books in the library that need to be sold. Like, they're just, you know, they're, it's time to have the, the library sale. Because when I stumble across a pen like this Nakaya, which I'll explain in just a second, I want to be able to purchase it. I don't want to say guilt-free, but like you just can't spend this type of money for this type of pen. Well, at least I can't. I can't spend this type of money on this type of pen on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. This is a very expensive pen. This is the second most expensive pen I bought, wow. but it is a it is a perfect pen for me. So this is like what is the is the So this is a Nakaya Decapod. No, the other one it's oh. that one with all uh, the, the Milky Way, right? The Milky yeah, yeah, Way. Yeah. So that's the yeah. Mickey, right? Yes. Yeah. That's okay. that's the only pen I've spent over a thousand dollars on. This okay. one did did not crack that threshold, but it was pretty darn close. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I see like this little bit of perfection, and I say that for me, right? It's perfect for me. I want to be able to buy it and and add it to the library. So this is a Nakaya Decapod in Midori Tamanuri. And Midori is a bright green. And if you're not familiar with the Decapod, it is one of the pens that shows the most underlying colors of Arushi because it's a faceted barrel, right? So you get these ridges all down the barrel with all this green poking through. And it's impossible for me to just not go, oh my gosh. Is it blue? With green? It's green. It's green. It's all green, right? But cause... Oh, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. It's black. That's black. With okay. green. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm, I didn't know what you were asking me. Yes, yeah, the sorry. base it's is black. black with a green, the, the green undertone poking green. through. Okay. And the green is bright, mm-hmm. right? The green is not like a, a dark green or forest green. It's, no, it's, it's a bright green. It stands green. out. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like, I've seen dozens of decapods over my years and and have never bought one because like the setup hasn't been perfect that's the thing with nakaya is they're not mass produced so you don't always get like the perfect setup unless you're ordering one brand new from someone who sells them and by setup i mean does it have a clip or not a clip is it a gold clip or a rhodium plated trip is is the nib gold in color or is it rhodium plated gold what size is the nib is it broad or is it extra fine so there's lots of questions I have to ask myself when I'm buying an Akaya. This pen happened to have the first thing that caught my eye is it's rhodium plated nib. I was like, well, that's that's the only nibs I like on my Nakayas is that silver look. I don't like the gold gold nibs. And on top of that, it had a grind on it, which I had to actually research. So um it has a fine nib and it's an got an extra fine flex nib grind and that sounds kind of simple i mean in the in the scheme of nib things but i hadn't i thought this was like the elastic nib which the elastic nib is the cutouts on the side of the nib and what this is and i'll have to find a better picture and i'll have to do it myself is this nib is basically ground into a needle point and then the underside of the nib is shaved down a little bit. You can barely see it visually to allow for a little bit of flex in the nib. So it's designed for Spencerian handwriting, which I don't do, but the fine lines and the slight flex lines, the slight width you gain, fits my style of handwriting perfectly, right? It's basically writing with like a soft needle point, which... If you've heard me talk for 470 episodes, it's like, well, that's that's a Brad pen. And I I it took me about five minutes to decide to buy this pen. That's how perfect it was for me, right? For me personally. Um, that the decision when I saw it was like, oh, 
okay, I don't need to spend, I'll, I'll say it, $950 on a pen. And then I was like, hmm, that is an exact, and once I researched the nib, like that is exactly, perfectly, this is exactly the pen I should buy if I'm going to spend that kind of money to get the most value for it and the most use for it from my, from my personal usage. It's like exactly Mm. the pen setup that I want, the color and the nib. And, um, so yeah, it's like, like it's, it's great. This is my first Decapod. I love it. It's, I'm just using it religiously. I have it inked up with the, the Mount Fuji blue black ink cartridges, which I'm actually going to, I just wanted to get that in there to get it tested out. Um, I always use blue black inks in my, uh, Nakaya, but I'm going to eventually use a color that will shade a little bit more when I flex the nib, the, the small amount that it does flex. So yeah, like this is a super Brad pen. Like if there was one, like we talk about those things that like really, really speak to me. So in the end, which we mentioned earlier is I can't buy this pen and sleep at night and not have to sell like other pens to pay for it so that's what i'm working on we'll cover that next week on finally the push for me to to sell some other pens to be able to pay for this one and to just clear out some of the library right so um yeah it's great i'm thrilled with it i i'm very happy with it i think that you Really have something that's very Brad here. Honestly, when I saw it, I kind of thought, well, surely you already owned that pen. <laughs> it, kind of, <laughs> it just feels like you would have had that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly right. But like with the Decapod, it's like, okay, maybe the color wasn't right. You know, the whichever type of finish wasn't mm-hmm. right or it had a gold nib and like I'm just not going to deal with that um, at the time. So yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where I am fortunate enough to that it, fit me perfectly and I'm fortunate enough to be able to afford it at the time it was available and now I have to make up for that by you know selling a bunch of pens to mm-hmm. to feel good about spending that kind of money on a single pen so that's what I'm working on last thing today by the way congratulations <laughs> it's a beautiful pen I'm so happy Thank that you. you love it and I can't wait to see it because it really does look stunning yeah. it's very um refined Mm-hmm. What's funny is it's it's kind of loud for a Nakaya, in the and I mean that in the best way possible. In the color, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's, it's a strong finish mm. on there. Like it's really sharp definition between the black and the green, which I love. It's not for a Nakaya. It's it's subtle, but not right. Like that's just how Nakaya uh, makes their pens. Right? It's subtle, but in this one is it's also very not subtle. So yeah, I like it. Twisby. Oh, boy. I can't work out what this product is. <laughs> Are it's you sure, Mike? Twisby Swipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a... Pen. It's a pen. It's a converter with a spring in it. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get that part. I'm trying to figure this out myself. So this was released. The, the, the marketing, the, the, the details of the pen were released to retailers around the world. The pen is not out yet till the end of the month. When I first saw it, I thought this is Twisby Go version two, right? Because all you see when you open this picture, and we'll put a link in the show notes to this picture, is the spring, right? Pens don't have these large gaudy springs except for the Twisby Go which we have famously talked about a million times um so I thought oh this is like something with the Go series Go V2 and it's not that at at all it is this plunger converter insert that you can use or a cartridge insert. So here's the thing: the, the real, the real, actual big deal here is that Twisby have created a pen that takes cartridges. Yes, 
right? Because they don't have one. And like, so that's right. that's the actual deal here. Are these cartridges proprietary? I don't know yet. Um, the coupling and the fitting on there looks standard international size at a distance, you know, as best as I can st- tell zooming into this. Uh-huh. That's the aesthetic it has. I can't guarantee that until I see it. Also, if I'm Twisby, like, I make it. These cartridges look backwards, right? They <laughs> yes. don't look right when you look at the image. Right, so it's like an inverted shape. But like, um, are you the, supposed to spring load the cartridge in the pen? I don't think so. I think it's two different options, right? It's a cartridge or converter. So like right? the just the, like the any, image, just like a Lamy Safari, right? But when you look you at have a converter and a cartridge, if you look at Twisby's Instagram, mm-hmm. right, you look at the image there. This, like one of the images shows all of the parts, and they have mm-hmm. a cartridge with a spring behind it. What's that spring for? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I no, I see what you're seeing. And in the diagram, right? Are you can you look at the if you look Optional at the diagram use with cartridge not needed during normal use. Spring adds extra but, security for maximum engagement yeah. of cartridge during extreme movements. For yeah, example, that's not a dropping thing. the pen on the floor. That's not a thing. No, I know why they've done this. I can see why they've done this. Yeah, but that's not a thing that happens. No, 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 wait. Just bear with me one second, all right? All right. Mm-hmm. That cartridge is way smaller than the body of the pen. Yes. I know what you're saying, but the, I guess the concern is that the cartridge is going to pop out. Is this what they're trying to help you against? No. I've I mean, never yeah, had yes, that happen. Yes, you are correct. Then that's what they're doing. Yeah. And I'm saying that issue does not exist in the real world. Yeah. There, you. I would have to whip a pin against the wall as hard as humanly possible, and it only might dislodge from the feed. The cartridge might only, maybe, consider dislodging itself from the feed. Hmm. <laughs> it just doesn't work that way, unless. They've made like a crappy cartridge, which then it's just gonna leak. <laughs> it's not gonna. You don't need the spring like, to I'm, slam I'm the cartridge the into the is, barrel, Brad. It's like uh, with this pen, it will come out, right? Like, that's why we included the <laughs> we spring. Designed like, this pen uh, so bad. <laughs> we tested this, and that thing will pop out of there. <laughs> wow we're look at this cartridge they're just jumping out all over the place i set <laughs> my pen down boom there, cartridge man. someone's gonna hold that in you yeah, know what i'm worried about idea. though like spring like i could just imagine trying to put the 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 screwed thing together and then you accidentally like fling the body of the pen out right like oh, it's man. just spring off there that's what this is this is a cartridge shooter yeah you just bring the pen. You don't like mm-hmm. engage the cartridge. You just put the cartridge in the barrel, and then anyway, you get to we're the spending office. way too much time on this because this is actually big news, right? This is a twenty-six seven twenty-three yeah. to twenty-seven dollar, depending on where you live in the world. Mm-hmm. Lamy Safari competitor, Twisby in this market now. They're making a cartridge pen, right, and a cartridge I mean, converter pen. This they're fine. they're I, aiming I, I at wouldn't that. go there. No, but they're aiming at it. This is their sure. aim at it, right? Yes. I, I do not disagree with you. I, I'm just trying to wrap my head around the whole idea, right? You have the Twisby Go and you have the Twisby Eco, mm-hmm. and you're saying, right, that, okay, well, those require bottles of ink to fill. This yep. is our not bottle of ink filling pen in yep. the same price range yep I and like. i think it's I'll, a big deal i'll buy that I'll i think buy that. i think them actually finally making a cartridge based pen is a big deal because i think that people are intimidated rightly so i think uh, if it's their first fountain pen or whatever to go with the bottle of ink route and yeah, so i agree they need i, I think twisby's products are really good and I think people should try it. Like so as well they you know this is and I found it on their on their Instagram. It is standard international. Mm-hmm. And it will take any standard international 
And you can also use their non-spring and non-spring loaded converter <laughs> as well. If it's standard international, it will go in here. So I I do think this is a big deal. I think that's it looks the great thing. too. By the way, if you're trying to compete with Lamy Safari, let's just be direct mm-hmm. and just say Safari. Why why have a spring at all? Why make people ask that question? What is this for? Yeah, I don't know. I think honestly, that's how I honestly, look at it. I the don't spring, disagree with anything you're saying, but I think I'm saying the spring is branding, Brad. I that I agree with that. That's our thing, Twisby. We have, we have springs, springs in our pens. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, but the thing is, I don't disagree with that because we all freaked out about the Twisby Go because it had a spring in it. Yeah, but it was because it was a piston. Like it, it sucked up the ink, Mike. Yep. This is, this is sol- trying to solve a problem that literally no one has. It's just adding confusion to, hey, I would like to buy my first fountain pen. Yeah, but pens have springs in them. I, I don't, th- you know what I mean. I like know, I know. people buying their first fountain pen, they've been used to a ballpoint pen which has a spring in it. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't think the spring is gonna make people think something weird's going on. I think that this is a really interesting product. I yeah. look forward to getting one. Yeah. I think this could be a real sleeper hit. It is weird. Like, look, when you look at it on paper, like, this is why we're talking about it. It's like, they've done something mm-hmm. strange here. There's a lot of strange things. Like, why did, I con- why did their cartridges look like that? Why do they have yeah. a spring in the converter, right? Like, it's strange. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, that's part of what they're going for. Yeah. I will say, just from a design perspective, I, I dislike the clip greatly. It looks like um either the Schaefer... Or uh, no, the Statler or the Pelican, it's a bit aggressive. Uh, child child pen looks it's like a bit the aggressive. The clip there's too much yeah. clip on this pen, but I like the body and I like the two finishes they have. The kind of smoky and the blue. Yeah, finish. <sighs> I wasn't talked out of it. I mean, you're talking me a little bit more into it. Obviously, I'm going to get plenty of them, uh-huh. but I I'm just like I have a real thing that I I get really stuck on solving companies trying to solve problems that don't exist right like i get stuck on that that and that's an in that's an independent thought from is this a good pen or not right and I, i'm having a hard time separating those two in this case usually i'm pretty e- good at separating say is this a good product yes or no you know are there things that could be changed from a design perspective and this one i'm i'm lumping all that in together i'm having a little bit difficulty separating them mm. Um, maybe we'll episode. find out, right? Because we were yeah. a little bit skeptical of the go. Yeah, turns out the go is pretty great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what an episode today, Mike. This is my kind of episode. Like, oh, this is a lot. This is a big show. Big we can't show. even get to ask TPA. Too much. Too much hashtag content. Too, too much. Stationary. Do you know when this Twisby is going to be available? Is it just soon? Yeah, a couple weeks. Like that a week. typical Twisby release of like. It's well, either now or never. <laughs> everyone everyone got the PR, so right. I think it's like a week from now. I think they've probably ordered... I think retailers have probably placed their orders to receive these pens, would be my guess, and like mm-hmm. they're going to have them in like a week or two. End of the month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Cult Pen says 23rd, so yes, oh, very right. soon. That's very soon. All right, I'm going to try and get one. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you want to find links to what we've spoken about today, you can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 470, but you can also find them in your podcast app of choice. If you want to find Brad online, you go to penaddict.com, twitch.tv slash penaddict. Go and follow there. Brad streams many days a week. Uh, you can also find Brad. He's penaddict on Instagram, uh, dowdyism on Twitter, and Brad on micro.blog. Yeah, buddy. I am I Mike, I M Y K E. Thank you so much to Squarespace and Pen Chalet for their support of this week's episode. And as always, thank you for listening. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>